Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 857 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Pyle, joined today by not just JD Raider, not just Ben Funky Askren, but our very own Shane Sparks. He's here, hopping on a Wednesday. That's his normal day. That's what he's negotiating into his contract. And uh, so like we're happy to have music. him. music, a little bit of funk. Yeah, you know, hey, I'm, I actually I, had I, a request. I meant to bring this up before the show. Can I make a request, guys? No, because we can't. Uh, I can't do anything. I'm done with the music. It's been a saga. I'm no, so tired. No, I want to buy. I want to buy a permanent intro show. Our intro music. Can we? Can we buy? Uh, I don't remember how this came up. But my kids love it. Ozzy sings it. I showed them pants on the ground. Do you guys remember pants on the ground? <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. We talked about <laughs> can it. We buy that? last week. Yeah, it's from American Idol. Okay, we're going to buy that. That's going to be our new intro song. Yeah, that would definitely legitimize us even further in the minds of the yeah. wrestling community. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into <laughs> that. We'll start out. negotiating with Simon Cowell and uh, Mr. Pants on the Ground. Uh, so we, we got a lot of news. We got kind of Monday news dumped, uh, which is a great bit, because we huh? have shows afterwards. Because you found out Christian Carroll doing the double flip. He was going to Illinois. Okay. Then he was going to Penn. Now he's going to Oklahoma State. I'm assuming he's going to sign there, and so that should at today. Least, today is today's National Signing Day. That's right. So oh, he should be yeah. signed. I thought it was next. Congrats week. to all who uh, celebrate. Yeah, to all who celebrate. I celebrate privately. <laughs> uh, um, wait. So Sinclair tried convincing me last night that uh, that he also committed to UNC, and I didn't think that was the case. So that is not you're the telling case. me? Okay, I didn't think so. He was at trying least to tell, talk me into it. I said officially. No. Yeah, I, I think he was. There was a period of time between Illinois and Penn, or between Penn and now, where I think he was. He did a soft decommit. Yeah. Um. But, so I think <laughs> he was. He's making up terminology now. It's fine. A soft decommit. Well, yeah. some some people publicly announce. Hey, I'm open. Yes, he did not. Um, but oh, he 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 was, you know, talking to other schools, taking visits. It was yeah, it was known. Yeah. He was I don't looking. think he was trying to hide it, but he he didn't publicly announce. I don't, I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Uh, so Oklahoma State, yeah. the place for him, and much needed help uh, on the way for the Cowboys at, at heavyweight. He's obviously a a great prospect. He's our number one pound for pound. Um, ben looks frozen. I don't know if he is. I'm not frozen. What? Oh, la, la, la. There he is. Frozen on our frozen? display screen. But there he is. So a huge gift for Oklahoma State. Big no kid. doubt about that. Uh, Christian Carroll is actually a guy I haven't watched uh, a ton of. 
Um, so I can't tell you how high how high I feel about his prospects. Um, heavyweight is going to thin out significantly in the next couple of years, though, as as he gets to his eligibility. A lot of these people who have been mainstays will be leaving. Um, so I think that probably makes it more likely he does well. Yeah, he he and Carol or he and uh, Feldman wrestled at who's number one had a really really close match. Yeah, that Feldman won, of course. They're likely going to be, uh, you know, going at it in the years to come. And then you've got Ben Keeter, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, what got Carroll number one on the big board was his Fargo Finals win over him. Yeah, so he's really tough. I would assume, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think so. And then, I mean, but then Keeter and uh, Mullen, obviously, they're going to be doing double duty uh, between mm-hmm. wrestling and football. So that's got to, um, if you're thinking about the, their prospects, simply for the fact that, they're not going to be wrestling as much, and that they may be stolen by the football coach. That's got to weigh down their prospects if you're rank, ranking the three of them. It does, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, you want guys training year-round. You take what you can get. If you can get Jim Jim Mullen and, and Ben yeah, Keeter yeah, yeah, halftime, sure. it's, you're, you're thrilled. But you're not going to be as optimized as you would be if wrestling was your only focus. It's right? not even that. It's no. just the – And they might I don't know them. if I want to say hi, but, yeah, that they go full-time football. Yeah. That football go, coach I, I, like, I can't do bro, goals. You're really good. I'm going to start you at D tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Are you so glad that didn't happen to you, Ben? Because you had a, you had a pretty promising happened. nose they tackle career. to be the running back. <laughs> you would be running so back. fast. <laughs> okay. So he's uh, he's going to Oklahoma State. Big get for the Cowboys. And then yep. on the other side of the coin, kind of less positive news. Robbie Howard out for the year. Big bummer for for him and for Penn State fans as he was the runaway favorite to start there. He's an NCAA qualifier as a true freshman, had some nice moments there in that COVID-shortened season in 2021, and yet another year out with injury. That's how why he missed last year. And so that's a b- big bummer just all around to see a kid lose another year with, with the promise that he yeah. had. And then he's got, what, four years left, right, if he gets the medical? Oh, oh man. That's uh, what he had on his been there like, three years. He could get a medical, I would assume. He could get a medical. Theoretically, yes, this was his... Four th- years left. Yeah, theoretically, this was his freshman year. Um, and so if he does get a medical, then yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> what the heck? Two full years of... Oh, man. That's wild. It's crazy. Um, Rick Wasmer says, maybe Feldman Friday night, eh? I, I say no way. No chance. We see Feldman Friday. I think if you're um, not to skip ahead, but Ohio State, Virginia Tech's the the duel of the week. Uh, if there's any Such true freshman you see other than Mendez, maybe you see Buzakis with Demilio's injury. Maybe you see Buzakis thrown out there because they want a redshirt to cater. Maybe Buzakis goes 41. Um, but I don't think there's any scenario you see Feldman on Friday, especially because he got a Orndorff. Why anyway, didn't they, why didn't they redshirt? Um, I'm looking at it, Decatur last year, given that he was relatively clearly not the starter. Um, he only wrestled two matches last year. Um, so his, his first year was 2020 Corona year. He started. He was not great. He wasn't. He wasn't terrible. Terrible. Um, but he wasn't great. And then the year after that, obviously, was a free year, so he wouldn't redshirt that year. But then the 2022 season, he only wrestled. Uh, three total matches. Yeah, I'm not sure what um, what went into well, that. Well, you know, what I didn't realize one of them was a loss in overtime to Keyshawn Clark. What? Uh, that's interesting. Oh, I think what 
maybe last year they're thinking they're going to get a medical for that year and just take a regular redshirt this year because mm. okay. he was injured last year. He tore his, uh, I think he tore his ACL. He was injured bad. Seizing. Well, he wrestled. The weird thing is, he wrestled on 11 7, November 7 against Kijan Clark, and they also wrestled a singular match uh, at the Edinburgh Open three months later, February 6th, and then he medical forfeited out of that tournament after one match. Yeah. Um, hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, so on, on the 125 front for Penn State, going to be Gary Steen, uh, Coach Sanderson, talked to the media for about 20 minutes a couple days ago. And talked about that, that it was going to be Gary and that Robbie was, you know, going to be out for the season. Let's go, Gary. But And let's go, Gary. Um, we lost Traub. Now we have Steen. Different ends of the um, perspective for Gary's. They're all important. I don't want to be, I don't be too uh, too negative on this one, but I looked up Gary Steen's wrestles there yeah. and it wasn't so hot from last year. No. Um, that being said, my first thing was, oh, does this make Penn State vulnerable when I read that? And then you start going through it, and you're like, "Well, they not still got all. four national champs, so um, probably not." So all four, this, yeah, the production you get from Robbie, from even Shane Van Ness and Alex Facundo was always going to be icing. Uh, yeah. Never key key cogs where you're like, "We need X amount of points here." You just need something probably from those three weights yeah. and the four champs plus Kirkfleet plus I'll say it. Bo Bartlett at 141 are going to be. I'm telling you, um, he might not, be. He might it's, be. It's not a bit. Man. I mean, 141 is so wide open. I, I mean, you're, you're crazy if you don't think. Great year. Exactly. Um, I, I, I think got, okay, you guys can lead the Bo Bartlett. Train. It's fine. It's a possibility. Fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think he's going to be a top. I I think he's top five, top four guy. Very possible. I, I I'd agree. He can absolutely. I think he's. I think he's good enough to win a national title for sure. Oh my goodness gracious! You might hate it. Make a bet right uh, now. There's just Cowards. there's just no historical data to to prove uh, what you're saying. Um, and you is know, that the basis we, for any opinion now? <laughs> historical data to prove it? Yes, like, we not... want data. I want data. I always want data. I made you a data sheet of something I was talking about last week because I love data. Yeah, and I want to make sure. I want to so fact incomplete. check. So incomplete. Then why would you argue? Well, listen, why would you debate against got... it? Okay, listen. I'm going I'm to get to you in a second, Shane. I'm going to attack piles first. <laughs> uh, incomplete piles. My job is not a quant. You guys got quants over there. Well, that ain't my job. But for me to sit down and spend 30 minutes of my day to fact check myself, that's what I'm going to do. 30 minutes. That's all I need, right? Okay, I, I, I can compute this data up here. Shane, uh, we've talked about this historically. Going down in weight doesn't generally help people all that much. And if anything, it's it's been more negative than positive for a lot of people who've, who've attempted that. Um, he has not had consistency against better guys at all. He's had close matches. But, you know, the fact that we're going to say a guy who has had two seasons now, and it's not like he was a not good recruit and he's gotten a little bit better. He's had two full seasons at Penn state and he hasn't shown the promise of beating those best guys. He's been close with a few of them, but he's also lost to guys who aren't all that great. Would you so say, this I, would say I don't know this, but he's this not going like, yeah, when, go when ahead, it Shane. comes to his weight class. I, I think he's, I think he's been a 41 pounder the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's not like, no, right? guys. I had people tell you, this is, I had people telling me he was struggling to make 65 kilograms for the uh, U23s. Well, Co- Coach Sanderson uh, on the uh, the press conference was basically like, 
Listen, we recruited him to be a 41-pounder the way it was going to work. Nick Lee would graduate. He'd redshirt. Then he'd come in. Nick got the extra year. We had the free year of eligibility, so it just made sense to use him at 149 those years. But he's been a 41. He basically said he's been a 41 all along. And he had to work really hard to keep himself big for 149. So while that could be – you may have heard that, but I don't think it's reality. I think he's always been I only got the best guy. sources. I don't have bad sources. <laughs> yeah, I don't Only either. the best sources. Well – the the current source is is two days ago, Kale Sanderson, which well, I well, you know, Kale said Nick Nick Sirianni was training in the basement also, so <laughs> you know, take it with a grain of salt. Training mentally, that? perhaps. So <laughs> I'd say, um, hey, uh, <laughs> for real though. Um, sorry, I'm gonna look up. I mean, the other point of data, if you want to bring up more points of data, we have. Uh, he wrestled 120. Oh, sorry, 143 at the U20s, and he had. I'm gonna confirm this, but I'm pretty sure he had two losses to guys who were not great. I think. Listen, I think there's a. Is there a possibility he makes a big jump? I think there's a possibility. Um, but he lost six zero to Ridge, and he lost eight uh, six to Demilio. Demilio's not having a great year already, right? So well, um, he lost like, one match chance... by injury default. So I don't know what that's based on. Wait. He lost to Bo, uh, Jordan Decatur. That's what it's based on. Okay. Well, I, yeah, Where is he really... ranked right now? What, Bart? Christian? Am I not making valid points here? Uh, I I think I'm just shooting the ducks in a row right here. <laughs> I don't think losing to Jordan Decatur is like something where I'm like, oh, my gosh, he lost to a guy that he literally lost to last year at the wrestle-off. I don't think it's yeah, that but... big of a deal. Jordan Decatur is really good. And also, watch the end of that match. There's, watch it. There's some... You know, I mean, because we went. You're the one that said time was up, making making D'Amelio the right for winner. Regardless, if it's if it's times up or times not up, you're that close with that guy who, who I mean, Decatur has not even sniffed an All American finish. Um, Not I don't has he qualified for the tournament? He hasn't wrestled Um, in uh, in uh, conferences yet. He did 2020. I just I talked about this. Oh, I guess he did. And I'm not trying. This is see, this is where like you guys are trying to make me be the bad guy because I'm being a realist here and citing all their historical results and and maybe not as positive as I should be about some of these guys. Um, and so you guys are making. Not everyone's be mad at me. Fine, everyone's mad at me. <laughs> Whatever. Bo Burlitt's gonna win a national title. I'm now. I'm driving the bus. <laughs> where, where is he ranked right now, Bartlett? Tenth. Tenth. Yeah, that's sounds right. That's where he should yeah, be. Ranked. It, it, that's a that's a good ranking. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good ranking. If you guys are arguing that Bo Bartlett Thank was going to finish seventh, okay, cool. But say he's going to be a national champ, I got to see something that, that shows me that. What sh- what showed you that that Cole Matthews would be what he is coming into last year? Cole Matthews. Oh man, uh, I can't tell you. I watched a lot of Cole Matthews. Uh, let me go look up his wrestle stat. Um, I mean, he was ranked seventeenth. I mean, he was ranked seventeenth coming into last year. Yeah, and I said I said there's people, but. I mean, like, no, who who was were you leading the Cole Matthews to the national finals bandwagon last year? No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Cole Matthews took fifth, though. Yeah, I didn't say he made. The, I didn't say he made the finals, yeah. but you know he's ranked number one right now. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'll have my yeah. day. In, I'll have my day in court. I mean, if, sir. if Barlow was at 149, I'd be like, yeah. I mean, probably. Heck, if he could take fifth, that'd be great. But I just, I just think at 141. With him being a forty-one pounder in that weight class, I think it's the most wide open weight class in the country. That's that's one of those weight classes that I think is going to be far less predictable than the other nine right now. 
What do you think's more likely with 141? That obviously right now we're we're saying this this is really they pick it out of a hat. Do you think it's more likely to be like that all year, or do you think someone is just going to emerge and take the way like and 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 run the table and be undefeated? Do you think there's a there's a scenario um, that happens? I I don't can can I pick a middle scenario there or no? Yeah, pick any scenario. Yeah. Okay, so I, sure. I mean, I think yes, I would say it's probably most likely that there's a few people that establish themselves as kind of like another tier, and so as we're going into NCAs, um, we're saying okay, this guy, this guy, and this guy have had a great season. They're the most likely ones to win. Um, will they be as far of a front runner as Nick Lee? No, I don't think so. But I, I don't think it's going to stay as jumbled up as it is right now. You know, maybe it's. Casey Swarovski, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's Andrew Lears. Maybe it's you know who knows which one of these guys is going to be. But I, I would guess someone kind of tries to start establishing themselves towards the top of the pecking order, and we don't just have this mix up the whole year. Yeah, as I look at it, man, there's only a few guys that I could even like uh, visualize taking the weight and really running it. There's there a lot of guys on this list. I'm like, no way this, this wrestler can go on blemish. No way they can be a, like a runaway favorite going into NCAAs. Like maybe real. I w- yeah. I wouldn't say anyone's undefeated in this weight class. That'd be, that would be surprising to me. Yeah. This, this could be, I'm trying to think of a weight as, as open as this one. There's not, of- there's not, man. I, I can't recall. Um, you know, we've had some really crazy weights, like like thirty three. A couple of it was like Dayton, yeah. Seth, Soriano, Michich, um, John Smith famously called it the best weight he's ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good weight. That was, that but that's so really different really from good. this, where it's just like it was just so full full with national champs. Like there were so many guys. You're like, this like is like a national champion this year. caliber guy. Yeah. I think it was even better than sixty five this yeah. year, honestly. But mm, yeah, th- this is just something very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, is the highest finisher in this weight class fifth fifth place? Yeah. Yes. Because because uh, Real Woods highest he ever did was what sixth maybe. The, yeah, I think yes. <laughs> yep. So it's it's really a. Uh... Why well, you guys always make me play the bad guy? What'd you say? That's bad. <laughs> I didn't tell. You. I don't. <laughs> Uh, you guys are just more optimistic on everybody. Um, and then you make who, me come back and say they lost to this guy or they lost to that guy. Jeez, always making me be the bad guy. Well, I don't know. I, I, There's just certain wrestlers where I look and I see a brighter future than what they've had in the past. That's all it is. And you, you get, I think you get overly hung up on what has happened. That's time. because there's very few people who who actually changed trajectories in college without you seeing something like Cole Matthews. I went back and looked at his wrestle stat um, because I was, you know, I wouldn't have been as, as sharp on him. Um, and I think there was actually some signs he was, you know, and again, I wouldn't have known this is me looking retrospectively. So obviously of course I'm right because when you look retrospectively, yeah. that, that kind of thing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so you look at his 2021 season and, you know, he had an overtime match with Tariq. He lost 5-3 to Ironman Nationals. Actually, when I looked at that result, I remember the match, and it was really competitive. Um, so he had some not-so-great losses, but there was probably flashes there that he was going to do well. Um, 
he had a close match with Tariq in 2020 also. And, but he was kind of way, you know, some other not so great losses that year as well. Um, and so like, I think there was a trajectory there where you're seeing a guy who's getting better, uh, you know, over time. Um, but with other people we've mentioned, you know, Decatur's an interesting one because he was kind of flat for two, you know, he was so good in high school and then he was kind of flat for two years. And now it kind of appears he's going to get better this year. I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays out if he actually red shirts. Um, but as far as like a trajectory change, we have one guy going like this and then they go like this, or, you know, they're like this and then they go, you just don't see it that much generally in college. Um, they, they're, they're sticking with where they're, you know, if they're getting better, they're getting, they keep getting better. If they're getting worse, they keep getting worse. And if they're, there's not lots of changes. Yeah. I think there's you know more examples probably than you're giving credit for. Like Keyshawn Clark definitely comes to mind. Yeah. Even Ridge, Ridge love it. Um, if you actually look at, you know, he went up, he went up in weight. Um, but you look at his NCAAs the year before, he, he fell off. He had a great big tens. Um, yeah. And it was a weird season. But he had a great big tens, and then he, had, he did not have a, a, a great NCAAs. And then he was, he was fantastic all last year, right? That was yeah. a pretty big jump. Yep. Uh, and, and it was so, his, his third year of college, so it's not like it was yeah. a freshman. Um, yeah, so, I'm, I mean, with Ridge, I would say – you know, when we watched him as a true freshman, we were like, damn, this kid's got some skills. Like he's, you know, he wrestled the Santo close a couple times, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he was still kind of getting beat up by the the bigger, you know, the the older guys. And you thought, oh, this he has some skills. It's going to be interesting to see how he develops, you know. And then I think if you look at his second year, it was a lot better than his first year. He had a terrible NCAAs, okay. But if you look at the rest of his season, uh, I just clicked to it. So now I'm looking at it. He, you know, beat Max Murin, beat Blockus, uh, lost a relatively close one to Sasso. And the other thing is, you know, obviously he jumped two weight classes, which is that's kind of hard sometimes. So I think you saw some improvement in him. Um, and if you want to go, we, I mean, I guess we could talk about certain other people who I think, um, you know, you know, I, I want to be interested in this year. So we can talk about people who are saying it before it happens. It'd be like a Carter Young. Like, mm-hmm. what kind of progress does he make this year? Because he had some really high potential out of high school. He had a tough year, but maybe it wasn't his ideal weight class, and he was a true freshman. So, like, what kind of progress does he make this year? And right. if he's in progress, and maybe we'll see some more the following year. Yeah. I feel like Bernie Truax is a great example, too. Of someone that's, that, a, that's a great example. Definitely someone that changed trajectories. Um Oh no no no! I don't think change. I think you. I think Truex is someone who would just you would say this guy's gotten better every single year, and that's like this year you're like, well, if he's already gotten better every single year, what's the chances he gets better again? No, he took right? a huge. He took a, a just an absolutely huge jump from um, his second year to third year. It was like a fringe qualifier to fourth at NCAs to fourth at NCAs. Like he hasn't. I wouldn't okay. say since he got fourth. I he just remained very good. Really? So, okay. So 2021, I can't say I was watching him because I don't think anyone was. Everyone um, was at but, NCAAs though. He, that's when he really yeah, was like, yeah. oh my, this guy's for real. That's when he beat Labriola. Yeah. That's when he had his breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so, okay. So Truex's first year, he was at 49 with, he was at 49, 57. This dude was terrible. He got tech falled by a D2 guy. He got pit. You know, he's like really wow. bad as a first year guy. A response. <laughs> Is there more where and that came from? Said, Oh, it's messed up, his man. second year, it's a little bit better. Um, you know, like he actually went three and one at the pack 
Pac-10 or Pac-12s, whatever it is. So he got a little better, but he still wasn't very good. Um, and then the following year is the year he broke out and took fourth. Um, but, I mean, no one saw that coming going into NCAAs. I, I'm sure I didn't predict it. I'm sure no one did. No one did. Um, and if you look at his season, um, he only had his only like good win during the seat regular portion is Trey Munoz, um, who he beat in overtime, and then he beat him a little worse at the the Pac 12s. And then last year, I felt like he was nailed. He lost to Mark Hall. He got pinned by Munoz. I think that was uh, wasn't it fluky? I'm not sure. Can't recall. Okay, and then he beat. He lost to a mean in overtime in the NCAA semis, and then he lost to Parker in the third place match after beating Parker on the front side. Yes. Yeah, and did you say he started at one forty nine? Did I hear yeah, you so, right? Yeah, it says uh, at first part of his his true freshman year was one forty nine, and then he moves up to one fifty seven uh, towards the end of that year. So now he's on the web and Now he's at eighty four. No, he's ninety seven, Shane. Holy Christ! I mean, this is a guy. <laughs> you guys want to be serious? This is a guy who's shown very continuous improvement, and it's a guy where you're like, well, if he shows another jump, like he might win an NCAA title at one ninety seven. You can't. He's, he's a he's a contender for sure. Yeah. No. Is there ever been? I mean, there's got to be somebody that went up that many weight classes, and co- I mean, it's one thing to go from one eighty four to heavyweight, but one forty nine to one ninety seven. L J Helbig, right? 49, so he's he 49, 57, 65, 74. Yeah, he's competed at six weight classes. He should wrestle at heavyweight. And I wonder if there's anyone who's ever competed in more than seven weight classes in a college career. <laughs> yeah, that's that's insane. That's, that's pretty insane. Yeah, Do you think there is anyone? Seven weight classes. If he wrestles one match at heavyweight. Man. Coach Cerritos kind of has to do it, huh? Um, he's got to do it. He's got to bump, bump <laughs> him up for against, you know. You, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. I don't have to say it. I'm going to soften my edges preemptively, but you know when you can bump up Bernie Truax is all I'm going to say. Um, there's got to be there's uh, there's got to be someone just by chance, but it feels like there shouldn't be someone who's moved that many weight classes. Yeah, seven seven weights, guys in the chat. That's insane. Anyone? So, it really is so insane. Seven weights. Uh, Oh, Jason Hildreth says that Dake went up four and won them all. I don't know if you guys. Know That's that. true. Not as impressive <laughs> as seven, Kyle Dake. Sorry. <laughs> Only four. You're almost doubled, Kyle. If we can get Bernie to heavyweight, we should get that. We should get that hashtag trending. <laughs> Kyle Bert- Dake is a coward for not wrestling more weight classes. Yeah, my call. Like, <laughs> well, did Dake ever? I think I feel like Dake bumped up one time to seventy four. So maybe he's done five. Did he or not? Uh, I don't think he staff? did. Who cares? Still not seven. Still not seven. It's not even close. <laughs> Bernie's already got to be with six, no matter what. Yeah. It's already a debatable goat. It's just a matter of... <laughs> it really uh, is, though. That is uh, insane. Yeah, so Ber- Bernie, an exception in a lot of ways. Hayden Zilmer did... Like, he's grown oh, so Zilmer, much. what but, about him? But he... Not... In college. Not, not in college. What was his final weight class in college? 84. Um... Yeah, because he was in at Fargo. What at like hundred pounds? Zilmer? Yeah, he won like he won like the the not even high school ways. I think. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think he won eighty eight. So I mean, obviously, of a life of for, we're talking about lifetimes of growth. It is impossible to beat Hayden Zilmer because you wrestle at ver- the, the very lightest weight <laughs> no class, sixteen U, to the very heaviest weight class. You literally can't beat that. It's impossible. Okay. Yeah, it is the. Uh... It's quite a tr- so yeah he finished at eighty four, 
His last two years, he was 74 his sophomore year. And Russell stat doesn't go back further than that um, 2014 season. So the world may never know. But yeah, Hayden Zilmer, shout out to him. Jack Pine Savage. Okay, so what are we? What, I don't even know where we went. We were talking about guys that make make big jumps. <laughs> guys, you get better. You started the Bo Bartlett five minutes into the show. <laughs> it came up organically. I know. Okay, I don't know. I know why it came up. I know why it came up because I yeah. You talk about Robbie Howard, and I said my first thought was, does this make Penn State vulnerable? And once I said that, you said Bo Bartlett national champion. <laughs> did not say that. Yes, you did. did. You I did. JD, rewind the tape. Hey, those words did come out of your we, mouth. Why don't we have a rewind button? You know what? We should be able to rewind. I mean, we do. It's just after the show. VCRs have had this technology since this, you know, what, this 80s, 70s? And we can't. Well, we I could go back on YouTube. I mean, we can, if I go to YouTube, yeah, I could go back. No, don't go back. I didn't say he's going to win the NCAAs. <laughs> you did. I think you said it. I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> anything uh, can happen. Anything. Anything is possible. Kevin Garnett. Okay, other items. What's another item, JD? I lost the doc and all this uh, fury. Oh, I know the other items. Uh, Teamer out for the season. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if man. Arizona State has said that uh, uh, publicly. I've seen it posted like five places. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Big, big time. Big blow for our, our guy, Ollie. Uh, but a bigger blood state. What was wrong with him? But it did upper say body out. injury. So mm-hmm. that's a huge loss. Yeah, Man. that's. I mean that, and you want to talk about the impact that takes them from in the mix for sure to for a trophy to it's going to be tough now. They're still they still could absolutely win a trophy, but you lose a potential national champion. This guy beat the number one Quincy Monday. Um, yeah, he's he's there to do it, and now he's gone for for the year. That's devastating. As of right now, uh, at least Russell Stat has Maxwell Wilner in replacement for him. Okay, tough. tough. We all know tough tough. So for for Arizona State, they go from third to fifth, a point and a half behind Missouri, who's. Obviously, going to let's be go good. Mizzou, baby. Trophy contention. They're going to be good this year, um, no doubt about that. And then Ohio State's in third, Iowa second, Penn State first. So, so Ohio State made a jump from fourth to third. Jesse Mendez going from unranked to fifth, a big part of that. And yeah, so it's going to be an interesting trophy trophy racing. Iowa State, thirteen looming, to seven, lurking. Dare I say? Coach Dresser Cyclones in seventh, 47 points projected. You got a guy like Casey Swiderski and, and figuring out what he and Pinero Johnson is going to be. Listen to this. Speaking of Dresser pressers, Coach Dresser talked to the media yesterday or a couple days before. Pinero Johnson, like everyone else, like why does this guy get so tired? He gets so tired in matches. Well, they're like, all right, something's going on here. So they give him a, a blood test, and it turns out he, had, he has sickle cell anemia, which can – have a huge impact on your endurance and performance. So they've like made some changes. I, I don't know if he's on medication, but definitely like changes diet and stuff like that. Dresser said diet and supplements. Diet and supplements. I believe was the quote. So to, to curb the, the effects of sickle cell anemia. So 
Could be a well, different good, Nero Johnson. He looked good last Saturday. He did not look tired at the like end of that Austin Gomez match. He did. I'm sure you guys talked about that yesterday. Yeah. That or me. Monday, yeah. Monday. We always joke about the word shocked. Like, I always tell myself he should never be shocked. I'll be, uh, that one shocked me. That like, was pretty shocking. I mean, so that was shocking? Was like, what? That was What's the word that? of, uh, of FRL last year. Shocked. The great word. It, that, I still get it. that individual result was shocking, and the dual meet result was shocking. I think if you would have done one of those like odds, odds that the dual meet ended twenty six to six, uh, you would have bet on that. You would have won a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And I if mean, I would have bet like on it, one I match would... was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, they got what, what they beat four. I mean, four upsets. I think. Yeah, Burnett and, losing was a shock. If you had, and if you had said, okay, one of these teams going to win twenty six to six, who are you going to pick? Who's picking? Yeah, pick I, I'm not picking Iowa State. Picking Wisconsin. Yeah. So yes, definitely a, a shocking result there, um, for sure. I'll give you guys something real quick. Get this is when you know you're in Iowa. So was that the was that the football game Iowa State West Virginia on Saturday? And on the big board, they're playing the wrestling match. It was glorious. That's pretty sweet. They it was great. It. They love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. The other thing, I sorry, I took a big drink of coffee. Uh, Nebraska seven to sixteen on Love It Red shirting, so they dropped bigly, big. and then obviously they lost. Great so word. I'm sure someone else dropped. Yeah, big drop for Nebraska not having uh, Ridge this year. This they said it's a decision they made this summer, and you you can kind of understand it given the landscape of 149 hurts their team for sure, but. You know, I don't. I don't think Nebraska was going to be in trophy contention even with Ridge. So maybe yep. give this team a year to get some experience, and then, um, there you go. Yeah, I had heard that he was that there was some talk again, just pure speculation. Heard it. Uh, I had heard that he was uh, possibly dropping to one forty one. I heard that rumor too, but obviously not given that he's redshirting, doesn't seem like that's going to be. The yeah, case. it might have. I don't know how big he gets. Uh, he seemed perfect. He seemed well sized at 149. Um, we were just talking about how open 141 I know. is. Yeah, you saw Rich Lovin there. You're like, oh, that's probably everyone's pick if you had to pick someone to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you know what? If Yanni graduates, is he going to be our runaway pick to win 149 next year? Love it. Yeah. Mm. Runaway? No. I don't no. know runaway, but he's. I think he's going to be the pick. I mean, he'd be the favorite. He's returning finalist. Be the favorite. Um, Gomez would be back. Sasso. Sasso's back. Didn't we hear Sasso's moving up. Didn't we hear that at some point? We mm. hear it, Maybe. but it doesn't. But ever it didn't happen. happen. I don't think yeah. so. We've been hearing Tom it. Ryan, well, Tom Ryan said he has a tough pull to forty nine, but it's just better for the team, and he's a team player. He is a team player, but he has one year after this, right? Um, is that possible? Yeah, I think so. Without looking, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think so. Because his first year was the uh, no NCAA 2019. 2019. Because you talk about that Ohio State uh, yeah, Virginia Tech duel. That's when that's when Moore pinned Sasso. I, I yeah. remember that one. She oh, good. good call. So he's got. So he'll have a year left after this. The chin and arm is such a dumb name for that move because you're not actually supposed to attack the arm. You're attacking the chin, but you should be more holding the back. I really don't like that name. I, well, it's better than Honey Badger. It's just literally just Honey Badger is a great name. That's the most ferocious Honey Badger is a great player. name. That is yeah. a great name. Yeah. 
Honey Badger could never do that move. They don't have long enough arms. It's physically impossible. No, it's because it's ferocious. It's not that ferocious. It is. Well, let me put one on you, and you'll you might change your change. <laughs> it your would verbiage. never. It would never work, Ben. Come on. <laughs> okay, you honey badgers. So Jacory's out. Um, a lot of a lot of people out. No Ridge, Jacory out. Robbie Howard out. Um, That's a bad first week. Yeah, tough. Rough one. But it's, it's like that. So Coach Sanderson, other stuff from his press conference. He was asked about Roman, his availability. Kind of sounded like he'll be there, but not um, not full schedule. Handful of matches. What, what does that cool. mean? Because uh, you wrote he's, but he's in school right now. He's in school. Like That's he's he's enrolled. Like it's not something oh, where he like unenrolled. Okay. It's gonna enroll second semester. Got it, got it, got it, got it. But huh. doesn't that also mean he could step out any time? Yes. What do you mean? Step out. Like step if he wasn't enrolled until second semester, like he literally could not could not wrestle. Oh, yeah. Could not wrestle mm-hmm. legally. Legally, yeah. he is now allowed to wrestle at any time. Yes, it would not be against the law. So law you guys have cases. in there that uh, um, that there's other options at 125, and um, who? Because uh, I don't know. That's just what Kale said. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go to the roster, but I didn't think they had any other 25s. Uh, uh, Tim Levine is he still there? <laughs> sure, <laughs> Ben. How would I know if Tim Levine's there? You, you need to know these things. I need to Carl know where Tim Levine is to do this How show. I got to know where Tim Le- the whereabouts of Tim Levine. Yes, you need to know about Tim Levine and, and Carl Shin- Shingledecker. Okay, Shin- well, Shingle then you Decker. can fire me from the show because I don't know where You're those fired. people are. Go, go away. I'm out. It's a good, heck of a run. <laughs> and we have one more. Marco Vespa. Do you know Marco Vespa? I don't know him. It's going to be give me steam. You know. Marco Vespa, last year, 0-4. Just on the road, Rutgers, they got two really good 125s we oh, were talking don't, about. Hey, the Nikki Suriano swap. Yeah, finally uh, get back for the Suriano <laughs> trade. What's that, Shane? Yep. I said I got to allow you to publicly shame me today. What happened? Why? One, 125, my, my man Jack Medley had a rough rough weekend oh, top five jack medley right. <laughs> so i said when i say top five i'm saying five at the at the height He's, you know yeah we know but i'm still i'm still not jumping off i might not get I'm the opportunity to start off, so you're gonna yeah. ride it all the way down you have to because i mean 125 we saw barnett i mean this is like last year all those guys beat each other up i mean 125 is <laughs> crazy well I mean, you got you got spencer lee no you got a couple guys no, you can bank on hold on guy here you can't compare Eric Barnett or Spencer Lee to this guy's not going to start. And he lost to Kurt McHenry, who lost to Case Mullen. He's in trouble now. No doubt about it. <laughs> my, my back's against the wall compared to this time last week. I'm just oh my not, gosh. I, I'm going down with the ship on, on Medley. I have to. I like Jack. And, and had you not said something so audacious, this would not be a bit. So yeah, honestly, this, this is like how I feel when center. you say Bo Bartlett, uh, Christian. Oh, are you are you comparing Jack Medley to Bo Bartlett right now? Well, Shane's just saying Shane's not saying Jack Medley's gonna be a national champ. That was what you said earlier. Well, I I didn't. I think I said he's top four or five <laughs> this year. I do think Bo Bartlett. Listen, yeah, yeah, I, I don't just know Jack Medley winning a national title. I, am, national I think champion. Jack Medley's highest champion. upside is fifth place. If he yeah. took fifth place. Yeah. Then... Are you on drug, Shane, this morning? 
I just you know like hard. Jack. Some you of always talk about how hard, hard things heart. are, Shane. I think you're being totally dismissive of how hard the NCAA wrestling tournament is. If you yes. think that that's realistic, yes. you're a, uh, yeah. I mean, if you told me Bo Bartlett took fifth, I'd actually be okay with that, Christian. I think yeah. he's like, I think he's like a fifth through eighth type guy. I wouldn't be shocked if he was outside it a little bit. I would be pretty surprised if he, if he made a run a national title. Jack Medley taking fifth. Oh my goodness! I'll taste me for that one. <laughs> Double taste. Double yeah, you got You got to go. You got to. You got to go with a couple things that are a little out there. That's the like. What, what would you guys say? That's what would you guys say as far as a take that's a little nuts. That when you say it, people will be like, "That's crazy." Give me one. I don't hmm. say things that crazy, Shane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That would be <laughs> top of my list. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh um, man, he lost to Brady Coons and Kurt McHenry last weekend. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a bad that's a bad day, no doubt. That's a start right there. Yeah, because yeah, that's tough. And you realize he was McHenry's only win of the day, right? Yeah, I know he had a bad day. Yeah, so you had a bad day. <laughs> but I I told Christian that I was staying as I just said buy more stock. Now is the time to buy more. It's not that even possible. Not even <laughs> <Yeah>. trading. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. Next topic. Ted Carreras just everybody. said Stephen Buchanan. Oh, Stephen Buchanan is someone that made a big jump. Yeah. Um, well, he was one out of high school where, I mean, like, I don't think, uh, I'm almost certain in saying this. I don't think he ever was in your guys' national rankings. I no. mean, I remember coaching him as a, he would have been after his junior year at, at, um, junior duels and this dude wrestle hard. But he was not good. I mean, he was probably 50-50, maybe like 4-4, four 5-5, and four, five and five, somewhere in there. I could probably look it up. Um, but I was like, wow. You know, like, he wrestles hard. He got he does a few good things here and there. He has kind of some potential to be a good college wrestler maybe at some point. You know, after, after a couple of years of college wrestling, maybe. And then he was pretty damn good as a true freshman, which yeah. was, to me, like, utterly shocking. He was twenty six and I'm really, he was twenty six and thirteen, um, and you know like obviously he had some not so great losses, but he had some pretty darn good wins. Also, he beat Dakota Gear that year twice. Um, looking for some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had some good ones, and it was just like wow. Right out of high school, I didn't see that coming at all. Yep. I mean, the fact that think about that, guys, where someone never makes your flow national rankings. And then they go and they freaking have a good true freshman year at like as a starter. Like that's pretty rare. Yeah, absolutely. Very rare yeah. thing to happen. And obviously he continued to get better because he was 26 and 13 that year. And then the next year he was an All-American. And then the next year he was third place. Um, so he's someone who's just continued to get better and better. And we'll see if he can keep it up. That's why 97 got a couple of those guys with him and, uh, True X. And I don't think we're going to see him this year, uh, Buchanan. I don't know. Weird. Wait, so I've heard that rumor also. Is there is there truth to this rumor or no? Well, I don't know what the specific rumor is, but, yeah, I don't think you're going to see him this year for Wyoming. I think he's maybe going to redshirt. I don't think that was Coach Branch's plan, but it sounds like that's what's going to be the case um, for Steven. But yeah. Hey. Hey. Sometimes it's really fun to look at these old results. So I just put, I found uh, Stephen Buchanan's 2018 Junior National Duels. Guess who he got whooped by second round? Parker? No. Oh, no they've Parker's been the same, same team. team. They're both Wisconsin. Team. Who? Bo Bartlett. Yeah. Wyatt. <laughs> He's 195. Wyatt Hendrickson. 
The goat. Man. Yes. You got Tech Ball we by Wyatt. should have seen coming all along. We should have known. Tech Ball by Cardenas. But he did beat, so this is one way, he beat Thomas Panola at 12-11. That's so that nice was like, win. he beat this kid from Kansas, uh, sorry, California, 21 to 11. Like, he was like doing some good things and he would do some really terrible things. And you'd be like, what is happening right now? Did you coach that <laughs> junior duels team? Yeah, I was down there. That, yeah, that was when Kiki has finally had his breakout and he beat uh, Koyoko and I don't remember who else. Oh my gosh. Good He's wrestling Koyoko? Yeah, 126 maybe or 132. Yeah, because then we had an argument because I wanted, I, I, he, that two days before Fargo, he says he's bumping up. And I'm like, dude, freaking like, no, it's two days before you're not bumping up. And then he's like, yes, I am. I'm like, all right, fine. And then he bumped up and then he won. Ah, uh, joke's on you. Yeah, well, sometimes you gotta let you gotta. So I think you gotta let athletes make their own decisions, but you gotta push them a little bit to make sure that they're like they're sure they're really sure about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of pretty much it for the Coach Sanderson press conference. I encourage you to listen to it. Um, it's on the site. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's complimentary of Van Ness and and Facundo, but he's you know Coach Sanderson's very complimentary of all those guys. Um, but he said that Van Ness is really mm-hmm. good. Looking forward to watching him next year. I think I think Shane's gonna like uh, Van Ness, not just because he's named Shane. Um, yeah, he's very. I saw hard-nosed. him. I think it might have been at the Beast. Maybe I saw him at some tournament, and he he popped. I mean, I was like, damn, this guy's a stud. Yeah, so. he goes really hard. Uh, Coach Brand's press conference, uh, pr- pretty informative. Learned uh, Nelson Brand, Swafford. Not gonna see them to start the year. Coach Brand seemed to indicate they're close. Uh, it'll be Aiden Harris at 125 for Iowa when Spencer's not I'll, wrestling. I looked this up. They need Spencer back by Iowa State, JD, or uh, the or Iowa State might be having a good party. Dr- Dresser will have a, a a huge. He'll have a banger, for sure. Yes. Um. What do you, What do you guys know about uh, Aiden Harris? Because I looked him up. JD knows because he's an Iowan. I know as much as you, Ben, which is not much. I know more about okay. him than Tim Levine or whatever his name was. No, Tim. Okay, I actually. Okay, so I was. I was kind of being funny. In from Tim Brown. Levine was actually. Uh, I'm gonna compliment Tim Levine. He was this like little nerdy looking dude, and then I don't remember which one of my guys he wrestled. And I'm like, oh, I heard this kid's supposed to be good, but then I looked at him. This is like Nick Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Simmons texted me the other day. He was mad at me. I said, Nick, I just said what you look like. It's fine. Everyone thinks they're gonna whoop you, and then they get whooped. That's what happens. I know I'm also not the physically most intimidating, but this Tim Levine dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out which one of my guys wrestled him. Everyone told me he was good, and then I looked at him like, nah, nope, that no, that dude ain't he. My dude's whooping him, and then and Tim Levine came out there and he scrapped, but he did not look very scrappy. Yeah, you never know. There's some sleeper sleeper folks, Ben Askren included. <laughs> I I uh, if I ever ran into Ben in a dark alley in, in an alternate universe, I would. I'd be okay. I just run away because he can't catch me. Like <laughs> some of the other what? Some oh wait, we should pull in the tweets from uh, Coach Dubuque and Coach Ayers because oh, really it fun. was I know who it was. It was Co- good old Cody Miner. That was that was also the 2018 Junior National Duels. Wow. Yes, a tournament that will go down in history. Yep. So Joe Dubuque, uh, Tim, Timmy Bleen's a scrapper. Asked uh, who's the most intimidating 174 pounder of all time. Oh, that I think I think that was shots fired. But I think I think. <laughs> Uh, Coach Dubuque pulled he pulled the the video and audio from our session on Monday because uh, JD immediately says his name uh, when he's talking about most intimidating. So I think Coach Dubuque was pretty pumped. Yeah, 
He definitely Able is. Booster. Big guns, long hair, kind of looks like a wild guy. Yeah. Um, powerful haunches, I would imagine. <laughs> what? <laughs> got big, powerful. got big, powerful strong legs. Haunches. Listen, we talk a lot about... See, this is the analytics side of us. You know, we talk a lot about what, what wrestling what? fans don't discuss, which is haunch power. <laughs> haunch power. But like Andrew Spay, <laughs> tremendous haunch power. Is this something they talk about in Virginia? I I mean, I kind of know what you're saying, and it's funny. But haunch power? <laughs> I forget who, who said... Um, who first referred to uh, you want to Sp- know? Spay's powerful haunches? No, no, no. Oh, my God. Most but, uh, haunch but ever power since per capita? The, who? Haunchyville. Haunchyville. Yeah. <laughs> I got oh those God. little haunchy guys. So haunches, I'm guessing, means butt and legs, right? Yeah. Is that what we mean by haunches? That's the haunch. Okay. That's a real power center for the human body. Um, <laughs> got it. So, yeah. Uh, but then Coach Ayers puts his uh, puts his physique sort of on blast. He's like, if you want to talk about the most intimidating 57-pounder <laughs> of all time, it's this guy. I know. It's so funny, right? It's a picture of Coach Ayers, who I didn't realize was a 57-pounder. I would have ex- – I didn't – He's not, he he's not that. very much bigger than that right now. Um, no. Maybe potentially smaller. Uh, but he definitely doesn't – we can zoom on this. He definitely has no facial hair in college at all. There's none. Yeah. And I'm not sure he's got a ton now. It's the lopsided singlet legs for me. I like, yeah, I like, I like that they didn't even say like, hey, Chris, you just pull, oh, yeah. pull even them out here a bit. Get your maybe that's gang signs or something pulling you. <laughs> Chris Ayers may have been in a gang. Says we should not rule that out. Uh, maybe his maybe Valley, his haunch on the right side was so big that it could not go down any further. Do you want the official yeah, Merriam-Webster definition of haunch? Yeah, hold on. A JD. buttock and thigh considered together in a human or animal. Yep. Ah, see, I that's guess what we're right. talking about. <laughs> this matters. Guys, what's up with these kids now when they put their pictures out where they always have the necklace on? I mean, is that the worst-looking look? What do you mean? On the, like, oh. a lot of these young kids with the commitment picture or some of these pictures, they always have a necklace on. Love it. You they notice do? that? No, I have not noticed this trend. You're I kidding. Get- I deal with high school kids on a very regular basis. The only one was I always gave Mitchell a hard time. He had the he wore a pearl necklace last year, and I always give him shit about it. But I guess like a lot of kids do that or something. I think I every know. picture I see lately of a young young college kid, he's got the neck like the singlet with the wrestling stance with the necklace on. I'm like, that looks so bad. Yeah, you no, want them all I've to get off your lawn this. too and stop playing their, yeah, their loud music. Yeah. <laughs> Did you I think they should be wearing this, the puka only shames? I have not noticed this. Yeah, they all wear the gold chains. It's a common okay. thing. I agree, though. Right. Puka, pukas, pukas are going to come back. Wait, wait till Pukas come back. I hope uh, you hung on to yours. They're about to be back. Up, they're about to be back? Puka. Yeah. This is, this is an exclusive tip. Puka shell is going to be back. Maybe hemp necklaces. We'll see. I don't know what a Puka is. It's just, it you just know those, a Puka. Yeah, you do. You puka back in the day. How man. do I spell that? P-O-O-K-A? I don't know. P-U-C-H-A? P-U-K-A. P-U-K. Dude, this P-U-K. guy. JD knows a lot about the Puka industry. Puka shell necklace. All right. Yeah, it was like the thick. Oh, those things. Those are dumb. Those are dumb. You definitely wore them. I'm an anti. Dude, I've never worn a piece of jewelry in my life. I don't even got a ring. That's how manly I am. Look at this man's man. I don't wear jewelry. That's you, Ben, right there on the screen in the picture with the puka on. literally you, Ben. (laughs) From a couple years ago. A little 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 baby chin. This guy ain't got no chin. He's got a baby chin. That, that, guy, that guy's more intimidating than you for sure because of that. Necklace. Oh my god! 
So hey, listener, got, put someone Photoshop a Puka neck. shell necklace on Ben. <laughs> Five kazoo points I, if you do that. I don't. It'll be wrong because you know I don't wear jewelry. I never wore jewelry. Doesn't matter. The picture the won't pictures lie. Don't lie. Yeah, I don't know. You I can't one deny time it. took a picture. One time, never wore it. But I took a picture. I got rings for every finger. So when I started winning more, I would just say, "All right, do this finger, do this finger," and I and I even got one for my thumb. Wow. <laughs> I actually had them hidden in my house somewhere. I know where they are. I Shane, did you ever have any uh, any jewelry? Um, I uh, I have a necklace. I, I like a little jewelry, a couple rings, necklace. I don't wear it a ton, but a little bit. Yeah, I, Some I like diamond studs. I, I mean, when I was 20, 22, 23 at both ears pierced, I played that game for a little bit. I knew so. it. I freaking knew <laughs> it. I almost said it. I wish I did. I was like, I guarantee you Shane had his ears pierced. 1998. That was a big year for me. Shane. Big year for him. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, you had the sideburns. I mean, yeah, 1998. Little sideburns, the earrings. I mean, it was it was a good time. Like, we gotta get, so can someone get a picture of this for us, please? Someone yeah, Shane, we need those. I even have any pictures. They got to be out there. Of, uh, 1999. Back in those days, it's hard to just dig up pictures because they were actual pictures. You know, not on didn't have phones. Yeah, not that not pictures anyway. Or not on social media or something. That yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Dang. I'll look. The the best thing I ever had, guys. Now this I have a picture of the craziest thing I ever did by far. And I can't believe, like being a parent now myself, I'm I'm like I appreciate my parents let me have a little bit of freedom, pick your battles, let do whatever. I had a checkerboard haircut. I had a what checkerboard. How do you do oh this? My gosh, what do you do? So, my dad speak. was a barber. My dad was a barber, and he gave me a checkerboard haircut. What does this mean, razor. Shane? I don't know. You know what, what a checkerboard looks like? Like, I mean, I know what checkerboard dyed is. It. I don't know how it's applicable to someone's hair. Like, what does this mean? You dyed it a different color. You dyed it no. red and black. It's cut. I will, I will find the picture what? of this. It is crazy. You'll, you'll be like, oh my god! I, I literally had like the Perina, you know, like the Perina dog shower, or whatever. That it was. My head was a checkerboard. Oh like, man! Yeah, yeah. here's some of these. I've just pulled this up. I've actually, I don't know, I've ever seen this haircut, guys. Oh my gosh. Terrible. Yeah, you're a living legend for that, Shane. Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. why I googled right there. I've never oh seen that. Oh my, my word! Life, Look at the, these. These yep. are people. These are real deviants. <laughs> <laughs> these are. Hey, you see. You call. see these people. Uh, you know. You go into Ozzy's daycare. You say, Ozzy, stay away from this guy. This yeah, is trouble. Yeah. If, if my kid wanted one of those haircuts, the answer would be no. Like yeah. no. But I had one at 15 years old, and it was. Uh, it was something. My dad is so old school. He was like, necklaces are only for girls. Flip-flops are only for girls. It's like, you don't wear- Flip-flops? What he's the like hell's a man, wrong with your dad? He's like, man, uh, he's like, men don't wear sandals. He came around. Flip-flops is a man's shoe. You, yeah. you, you, I said, you ain't a real man. You got to cover up your toes. You start covering up your toes. That definitely adds some femininity points. Well, he doesn't always wear shoes. Like, I think he's barefoot often, nope. but- He's a toe cover. Flip-flops, that is as masculine as it gets. I think Jesus wore flip-flops. That's yeah. true. Probably That's some true. old navy flip-flops. Those nice rubber ones. Uh, they've been definitely Birkenstocks. Uh, leather. Okay, well, I don't we know. We are so far it's... off the rails. I'm blaming Shane. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, we started with the, uh, yeah, I don't know how we got there. Oh, yeah, it was from the necklaces. Took us there because oh, I think it was from I think it was okay. from uh, I was one twenty five hunters. How we actually got there? Yep. So <laughs> Aiden Harris, Aiden Harris, Aiden Harris, twenty five. Aiden Harris, Juco transfer. I looked him up. 
And I was central. Oh, Go I, Tritons. I, was, I actually know. And then we started talking about Tim Levine, and I because I actually I admitted I actually knew who Tim Levine was because he's a scrappy little guy. And then somehow JD brought Puka necklaces. So Aiden Harris, I think he's gonna have a rough go if he uh, wrestles Iowa State. They need Spencer, obviously. Drake Rhodes gonna be the seventy-four until Nelson. And it won't be Spencer this weekend, right? For sure, Aiden Harris this weekend. Teskey and Shriver at thirty-three, but it sounds like it'll be. Seems like it's gonna be Teskey this weekend. Drake uh, Rhodes is from. I looked up Drake Rhodes, and he's from Indiana Tech. Is this the right guy? I don't know. That's the right guy. Montana native. And he went to Indiana Tech the last couple of years or what? No, no, no. He's a true freshman. There's two There's two Drake Rhodeses. Hmm. Who's the real Drake? Yeah. All right. Will the real Drake stand up? All Ooh, right. Drake Rhodes, true freshman. He's going to have a tough go. Yeah, it's going to be hard. They'll use Spencer against Iowa State, right? You, you got to. Yeah. Well, you don't Tom have Brandt's to. Tom never lost to Iowa State, I don't think. No, he has not. No. Yeah. 16, 17 in a row. That's head think. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a. I love that duel. That'll be fun. Are you going? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. That's that's our first BTN duel. December 4th. We're going to be having Dang. a ball. That's going to be a party. I'm looking up. Drake Rhodes, Drake Rhodes in the 2020 state finals lost at 126 pounds. This man's been on, he's been on a ball job also. Casey's, and, Casey's Pizza. Probably. Casey's Pizza. He was on the roster at oh. 157, 165, so. You know who we pinned though in 2019 at preseason nationals? Parker Keckeisen. Aiden Sinclair. Oh my Aiden. gosh. Oh, you got decked by Drake Rhodes, bro. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're having too much fun this morning yeah all right let's see what question want to go to some questions here or um uh i thought there was an easy question and i I think it's easy i'm very curious if you guys also agree that it's easy um let me find it oh yeah it's second question which current champion at Penn State is the most likely to not repeat. And I think we've already talked about this weight class today and given some others improvement and the depth and the uh, the closeness of the matches last year, it's it's Max Dean. Yeah, I think it is. You could say that or you could say Makai was two yeah. seconds, one second away. 13. That's what I said. Yeah, but yeah. 197 is so much deeper. I mean, they're just so many. It's such a deeper weight class. I mean, outside of, outside of Makai – I wouldn't say there's a real big threat to Starachi. Where one, yeah. Max Dean, as good as he is, that weight class has got some hammers. I agree. Yeah, and it's kind of strange at this point that we're not saying Roman with Dayton Fix in the weight and class. But at this point, but at this point, ugh, just tough to tough to see it. Even though I still think Dayton can, this will probably be the first time I don't pick Dayton to win. Um, yeah. Just based on what's history, happened. history, I mean, data, historical data, <laughs> data. Um, he, he definitely can, but it's going to be tough. Romans, Romans going to be tough. So. My one question tough. with Max is, okay, first year at Penn State, first year up a weight. He's probably deep down in 84. Is he a little bigger? Is he a little better? Do we see a little bit more separation this year? He's um, in his, oh my God, he's in his like, 19th year of college 
one, two, three, four, five, six. It's actually a seventh, seventh year of college. That's what's up. Trent Hindley is also always super close with Brooks. Yeah. That's another possible threat. I mean, Parker. It's true. Parker, Parker freaking wrestles him tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. I mean, there. I think there's a there's a decent chance he makes a jump. I mean, but he's been kind of at that level, uh, and I know I know that year he wasn't. He he took some tough losses. Um, the, like to Miles Martin, for example, he was second in 2019. I mean, that, that's four years ago now. Um, 2020, he competed unattached, but he had what eight pins, one tech, and one major that year. What no, none think? of the opponents were that great, but he kind of, you know, he's been competing at a high level for a while now. When you think about Penn State this year, and they have this juggernaut with with four champions, but when they've had returning champions before or big guns, it's like these guys are going to kill everyone. Zane is going to kill everyone. Jason's going to kill everyone. Bo Nichols going to kill everyone. These guys, you know, it's going to be yeah. crazy, crazy Ball close fights. matches in these finals in the semis for in some cases. Yeah. That is a sort of different thing. Uh, of course, it was that way last year as well, with probably maybe the exception of Nick Lee, um, who kind of ran through it, ran through the weight. But now he's gone, and they're going to be in losable matches, uh, you know, in their finals yes. at minimum, but potentially. But the problem before. is they never the lose. Class somehow. Fell apart too, that <laughs> yeah, with Jaden getting hurt. Jaden hurt. Yep. Sebastian hurt. Yeah. What'd you say, Ben? I said they're going to be in all these the close matches, but the problem is they never lose the close matches. They don't. I mean, their their record <laughs> not in March, not, or not at NCAAs, they don't. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a. If I had to bet on all four of those guys winning on a national title versus not, I'm probably betting not just because of injuries or or other things that may happen. Um, but. I think there's a good chance. Like, I think it's like 50, 50. Like I'm thinking really hard about that question. And, you know, given all the things that have to go right for four guys to win national titles, that's a question that, man, uh, is it tough that you bet? Yes. All right. Let's talk T levels boys. I love this question. I actually did not see this research. Can, uh, can this guy link, uh, give us a direct link to the research? Kurt D. Arney says research is finding when body fat under 8%, T levels decrease, and when an That's individual why I'm so is, masculine, and when I've never been under that, <laughs> and when an individual is in a calorie deficit, T levels and hormones drop. Could this be why wrestlers who cut for a long time are smaller for life? How much would you let your boy cut? That's, I mean, there's a definite possibility. I had this dad who was a dentist, um, and he read a lot about this, and he, I had an argument with him because we don't cut weight, but his son, his son's wrestling division one right now. So this is one that they use in eighth grade and maybe seventh grade. And I want to say there was like seven, well, I'm just going to make up weight classes, but it was 77 and 84. And he weighed 78 and he made him wrestle 84. And I'm like, dude, like one pound, like that's just like, don't eat lunch or something. And he's like, Ben, I will never make him miss a meal. He's already smaller. We're not doing it. You know? And he said so he, he had all this other research data that he cited that how bad it is for long-term growth. And uh, I thought it was fascinating. Um, so I think this is fascinating. I would love to read the research data because I think there's a possibility of something there. Well, I, but, I but think you know what, guys, on the other side of that, and I don't know, this is just an observation. Sometimes you, you see guys that cut a bunch of weights and they balloon up, right? Yeah, I mean, fat. They get fat that. because that would be a bit, not like big muscle, but fat. And that would be yeah. an argument against like um, 
how it does affect their their hormone levels and, to, and, and testosterone. Um, I know I just read this study. I'm trying to remember which book it was in so I can cite it for you guys. Um, I'm blanking on what book it was I read, but they were talking about NBA basketball players. And it was fascinating. They said at the beginning of the season, on day one of the season, when they measured the NBA players, their testosterone levels, levels for uh, compared to males their own age, they were like in the 95th percentile on average, mm-hmm. like very, very high which makes sense because they're elite level athletes. And then they measured them through the season. Right. And so this is, they're obviously not cutting weight. This is basketball. Right. And by, by mid season, they were down to like the 70th percentile or something. And then by the end of the season, right. And they're measuring a bunch of players. So this is mm-hmm. the average. And by the end of the season, they were down to like the 35th percentile for testosterone. Whoa. And it was, it was making the point on how like sleep deprivation, lots of travel, all the stresses, all these things were having a negative effect on on their testosterone levels and how they could uh yeah what the heck freaking book was this and how they could maybe rest them a little more to keep them um you know better throughout the season and you see and now you you see a lot of that in the nba it's actually a big gripe of nba fans it's like these guys don't play back to back they sit a lot of games out whereas you know Back in the day, that was like really frowned upon. Jordan famously was like, "I'm I'm gonna play every game I can because, you know, maybe yeah. some person's only opportunity to watch me." But yeah, I wonder how much that science is impacting these coaches and GMs' decisions to sit so many guys. Also, like that much, so much cardio in basketball. I wonder if, if that has a. Yeah. I I feel like when you're doing that much cardio, it can have a really negative impact on your testosterone level. Certainly, yeah. If you're depriving yourself of calories for an extended period of time, that's going to have a negative impact on on testosterone. Yeah. Um. um but then, so then the, the, the counterpoint to that, because I'm I'm fascinated with this type of stuff. The counterpoint to that is historically, uh, and I've read this a few different places, and and maybe it'd be the long term deprivation, especially when these kids are wrestling mm-hmm. all year round, which is like, you know. Max is even more pushing. Like Max doesn't want his guys wrestling Super Thirty Two because he wants them to have a significant break. Um, you know, I think that three month break between uh Fargo and Super Thirty Two is is fine. Um, but um when you talk about long term calorie deprivation, the human body was kind of built for that, right? And and you see if if they take and you see it's like with kids who cut weight for the high school season and after season they, they balloon up. This happened to me a couple of times. Um, is I just literally grew when the human body is deprived of food, say like in a winter or a drought season, depending on where your tribe lived historically. And then they, they regain all those calories. The body takes them in and, and you grow a lot, like very quickly. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting. You know, like some people like fill side. out and look like way healthier and just like stronger. And some people get like, well, this person has a weight problem now from cutting all that weight to weight. Yeah. It's interesting how different bodies react differently. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this type of stuff is, is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously we, we really, um, we don't like weight cutting. We say almost none as a kid, like very, very minimal. Um, and as you get to high school, you got to be wrestling the right weight classes, but we're probably still cutting significantly less weight than the majority of teams or clubs or whatever yeah. put around it. You're, so, you're hey, whoever this uh... was, send us, send us the link to the article. I'd love to read it. Yes, I, I would as well. Um, your your general policy on weight cutting is not till high school. Um, I think in seventh and eighth grade, you need to be doing 
And this is where it's like, uh, you know, I had an argument with a parent. It's like he weighed 78 or whatever. I want Russell 77. And the next weight class was 84. And so my point was like, you're putting yourself at such a large disadvantage because those guys are probably, you know, other teams cut more, right? So those guys at 84 pounders are probably 88 or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I would say like n- not a lot. I think we actually have a percentage thing like where we do at this age, this is how much you should cut. And so like eight, nine-year-olds, it's zero. Uh, and so like my daughter, for example, and you know, she was what, um, not a nine-year-old birth year. She's nine, right? Last year. And I never even talked to her about weight classes at all. So like when she went to regionals, I wasn't there. I can't remember. I think I was with Keegan or watching Keegan NCAs. And I came back the next day to coach, but someone took her to weigh-ins. And she weighed, I put her down for 55 because I figured if she showed up and she weighed 55, then she just wrestled 55. But I didn't tell her anything about making weight. So she got on the scale and she was 55 and a half. And then they're like, oh, you missed weight, you know? <laughs> and then, so she they bumped her up to 60, which I figured that was a possibility of happening. I just wasn't sure. And I, was, I wasn't going to make her not eat lunch for weigh-ins, whatever. She's nine. Uh, I know some people will say, oh, you know, you don't want discipline, whatever, whatever, get lost. Um, <laughs> but then she was like, when I got home that night, because... Yeah, I was at NCAs that morning. I came home that night to watch the NCAA semis at the people over. She's like, Dad, they told me I missed weight. <laughs> I'm like, I had to explain to her that I kind of had an idea that was going to happen and it was not a big deal. But she was like, she was so upset that they told her that she missed weight, but she didn't even know what the weight classes were. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sounds like she so lacks yeah, discipline, so- Ben. Eight, nine, probably Those no. nine-year-old titles, Ben, though, I mean, I don't have yeah. to tell you this because I know you put a big emphasis I mean, that's a missed, that's a missed uh, opportunity. That's a, she could have won a national champ she at nine. Won nationals. It was, I think it was only state. I don't think I, I don't, I don't advise. Uh, we had a few kids go to nationals that were younger. So don't, don't try to cut my throat. I did not advise that they went. Uh, the youngest we send kids to nationals is 14. So the se- second year schoolboy, which means the next year you're going to be a Fargo. Second year schoolboy, we want them to go to the schoolboy duels, want them to go to nationals. Um, but I don't really push it at all before that. A few of them show up, but I don't advise it at all. Next question. Uh, is Texas currently in the top 10 of wrestling states? No. <laughs> uh, it, it's emerging. Do you include women's? Stop. Do you include participation? Because if so, we're right up there. Well, that's not participation per capita. Because well, you guys uh, per capita. Population. Okay, nerd. Listen, don't don't. <laughs> well, I you mean, take you that have back. Forty million people. It's not fair. You sound like an Iowan. Yes. Oh my god. Per capita on a per capita basis, no, you're Iowa not top, is you're technically not top ten. Get lost. Top ten participation, which is Are that's really? all that matters. Is it really actually? I think it might be. There's a lot. There, there is actually a lot of wrestling. In Texas, most of it can have more better people than NFHS uh, participation data by state. I'm looking it up for you. All right. We know exactly the terms that Ben Google now. All right. While you're while you're Googling that, what are some of the most ridiculous names in wrestling? Asks Wicked Scepter. He said, I'll start Blue Stifler. That's just a, a real name. That's a real name. Who's Blue Stifler? I need to see Blue Stifler versus Suds Doubler. That's the match I, I need feel to like- see. I feel like this is something where they need to uh, e- email in us uh, a bunch of uh, people who should participate in this battle, and then we can go through them. The the one man to ask is David Bray. He's got a bunch, and oh, uh, Andy Hamilton. He loves he loves the names. Yeah, um, I'm a big Dial Capone Vizi. 
Al Capone VC. Oh, that's a good, a good name. That is a good name. Naming your kid after Al Capone is <laughs> Zan Fugit's pretty great because before we actually talked to him, we thought it's pronounced Zan Fugit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's a good one. Oh god it's f-u-g-g-i-t-t okay i thought it was double g-i-t or double g-i-t yeah either way rowdy neighbor rowdy neighbor is a great one he matt came Bur- to fame matt burns or matt pins or something joe pins and matt burns joe pins versus matt burns matt burns is great that sounds like a great title i like uh matt cover that's a that's a princeton guy right yep yep yeah, it sounds like he sounds like a reporter, a journalist, uh, aspiring journalist in wrestling media. Bernie Truax is pretty good. That's just like a cool name. Like, yeah, cool name. yep. It's not ridiculous. It's it's no, just a cool. Not name. ridiculous. Just a cool name. Yeah. yeah, Bernie Truax. The the Andy and Kyle call him Bernie Truax Jr. because it's like the uh, Martin Truax Jr. Big racing guy. Right, hold on, I'm almost yeah. to the right spot here. Oh, wrestling. All right, the state of Texas. Had 12,000 wrestling participants at 374 schools. So, yeah, that would put them – that's above Ohio. More than Ohio's got 600 schools, but they only have 11,000 participants. Eat it, Ohio. Let's see how many Wisconsin has. Wisconsin has 306 schools with 5,700 participants. Eat it, so Wisconsin. Would, be, Illinois is beating you by a little bit. And probably California. Oh, yeah, California is almost Pennsylvania. Gotta be pretty early. Yeah, New York. let me look at Pennsylvania. No, Pennsylvania's only at ninety four hundred at four hundred seventy one schools. Um, let me see where is. I think that, and I believe this is men's and women's because it doesn't specify. So I think it will be both. So maybe that's what's helping you so much. New York, New York only has seventy five hundred at three hundred sixty nine schools. I thought they would be higher. Texas is the number two wrestling state in America. That's that by the data. We by got the it. Data. <laughs> Uh, I'm really surprised. North Carolina has, I, I would have not guessed this. North Carolina has more than New York, and so does Michigan. Would you have guessed that? North Carolina, no. Michigan, maybe. Um, you mean New York, no? You wouldn't have guessed. Well, the thing with, uh, thing not with a lot New York of is like muscle. so much of their population is like it's the New York, New York City, City, New York City metro area, which is not like a really rich wrestling area. Yeah, not and at all. the rest of New York is just like well, neither is any part of Texas. What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of schools with wrestling in Texas. We, I'm saying I don't yeah. know if a lot of schools in the New York City area have wrestling or not. Right. I no, wonder. Not, I well, I mean, the other thing dense region, but neither is any part of Texas. Except for me. Uh, yeah, I would be curious if they split this out to male and female because obviously. Um, like the participation per team is is pretty crazy here because we think Texas says three hundred seventy four and they have twelve thousand people. Where like Wisconsin has three hundred six, which is less, but not that much less, and they have less than half of the people. Yeah, right. Or New York has New York only has five less teams, but they have almost five thousand less people that wrestle. I wonder if that's schools or school districts. It says, it says schools, and then it says participants. And I, I, like I said, there's not a separate female um, female wrestling category, so I'm assuming it, they're both included in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Shout out to Texas. Uh, th- I don't know the answer to this one necessarily. Uh, maybe JD can do a, a brief bit of research before the next show. But in the flow era, is this year's Penn State team – the biggest favorite to win the team title to start the year. If not, who was? Um, what about Iowa 2020? 
Oh, Iowa well, 2020. Because remember, that was the year. I don't want to rub this in, Christian. That was the year you kept saying Penn State's going to come back. And I kept saying, yeah, and you Iowa fans. Happened? You Iowa fans, shove it up your butt. Because I said, Iowa's too good this year. There's no way anyone's touching them. So, listen, when Iowa deserves his props, I give them their props. And then Remember and then they were that, like a 50-point favorite going into NCAAs? NCAAs didn't happen, though, unfortunately. Uh, stop. This stop. one would also be tough to look at because it's at the start that of the yeah, year. Iowa so at the start of 2020 a, a lot, was insane. This is largely based on perception, and it's hard to like. But you guys well, should I, have. I uh, think we could, so their 2012, I feel like they were pretty. 2013 was really close. 2014 was really close, ultimately. Both those. We're in the balance. 2011, we were like, it could happen. We didn't know. I want to say 2012, they were they definitely won by a pretty wide margin, maybe one of their widest margins. 2017, I think they were really big favorites that year. Because um, that was the year after. That was the year when they had basically everyone, all their big guns were back. Nolf, um, Chinzo, Chinzo, we didn't know was going to beat Imar. What, uh, that year. what year? Twenty seventeen. I, I don't know if they were. All right, I got, I got the data. I got the data. You guys ready for the data? Yeah, he's got the numbers. The, the, I got the numbers. November 4, twenty nineteen. Iowa has a forty seven point lead in your in your rankings. Mm-hmm. So, um, that oh, man, I gotta think it, that's much bigger than the start of the 2016-2017 year. Yeah, I gotta think that is the case. No, it's and then not. this year, one one thirty four to eighty eight versus one twenty five to seventy eight. Eh, actually, no. What's the, the same? Do the math. Yeah. I mean, like right now, uh, Penn State is a nineteen point favorite um, today versus that was forty seven that year. So that year was a, a gigantic gap. Yeah, twenty seventeen. I think they were the biggest favorites. I mean, that was a year that Oklahoma State had eight All Americans and, and Dean Heil won. And they were not like close, and they wrestled awesome, if I'm remembering correctly, which I think I am. Well, you guys probably go back and look at all this historical numbers. I don't remember Wisconsin yeah. was this high. Wisconsin was five this year. Ooh. I guess they had gross and 2020 got the edge by one point. One point. Um, for Iowa, but I end. think they were. Oh uh, wait, hold on. Uh, did I click on the wrong date? Hold on, I clicked on the wrong date. Oh, whoa, what happened? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I clicked on the end of the season. That was the last one. Oh, I did too, actually. <laughs> yeah, the you beginning of the season, Penn State I was thought the I one. clicked it. Penn State was up by 14, and then, but then above Iowa, but then it's, it's 117 Penn State, 103 Iowa, 54 points for Ohio State. So that gap to third. Why was it? Why did Penn State drop so much? Kassar. Kassar, Kassar's out. He was a ret- returning so, champ, and then he, he was number one. He was ranked number one, and then he didn't wrestle. It's kind of crazy to go through this. Um, to go through, you can go week by week and see I the points change. Because okay, so from November nineteen, Penn State's now only up by three points, and then November twenty six, Iowa's up by twenty, and then yeah. they're up by forty. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. So the, definitely, hey, Ben, at the end of the year, uh, I guess it's not quite the same. You were talking about the other day. You love those graphs that like, yes, animate out. We always do a like you can track the. It's more of like a line graph, not a bar graph, but you can see what position they were yeah. at every week. Oh yeah, yeah. we should do one end. of those for this. I love those things. Nice. Um, 
All right, get the quant division on it. Let's go. Flow quants. Flow quants. Let's meet in the back. We got a new plan. We got a new project to do. <laughs> They're on it. Okay. Uh, um, any other questions before we depart? Wait, so I'm really curious who um who from Iowa um a emerged that year. Um, I guess I gotta look through the rankings. You got Spencer at one, maybe DeSanto. Oh uh, yeah, uh, you guys got DeSanto at four. Murin, you got you don't have Murin anywhere close to the top. He's way down. Oh no, he's five. Shoot. Who was it? Lugo then? Lugo yeah, was, Lugo was at forty nine. Yeah, he was like eighth the year before and he was the one seed going in NCAs because he yeah, got he a lot better at Iowa then. Uh it's debatable. <laughs> it's not debatable. <laughs> It's totally not debatable. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I did. Yeah, I saw you saw the data. The one, the two that were clear that got better were Sammy Brooks and Pat Lugo. I'll admit that that maybe nobody is an extreme term. I mean, a lot of people. Caleb Young. Look at look at. What oh, he Caleb was Young got he, worse. No, stop. Absolutely not. Data. He did worse. No, you have to look at the why, starting why, point. Why are you trying to fight with me on the end of the show? We're gonna, we should be done before we start. Caleb Young. Caleb Young. The, uh, okay, Caleb Young's point. first year at his weight class. His first year at his weight class. Okay, one fifty-seven. Because remember, well, he couldn't start the first year. He was up two weight classes. He was fifth, and he took twenty-four and seven. And his last year, he was round of sixteen and nineteen and nine. And at a worse bonus rate. And a worse bonus rate. Gilman Clark oh. Brooks. All right, definitely. Let's be done. I, I just don't go to the data. I sent you all the data. Also, it's uh, the other thing is it can't just be NCA finish. That's just like <laughs> no. I included all the good wins and good losses in that document. You said my document wasn't that good, but it was pretty damn good. Yeah, it's very cherry picked. But anyway, cherry picked we'll, my ass. We'll leave. No, oh, yeah, I'm coming to Austin. I'm coming to Austin in two weeks. <laughs> we'll cherry a, picked. We'll do a sit. We're down. gonna fight. Let's fight. I've I've been trying to. You've been ducking me. I'm gonna. Terry you know ben, what I would I do? Believe, I can't even believe you right now, Christian Pyle. You know what I would do, Ben? You know what I would do? What? If we had, if I was like, dude, you got to fight Ben, but it's like a field. I think get Mark I could Vader to help. And I had to lo- last an hour. I feel like I could do it. I could like run in, <laughs> punch, and just run by you and just stay away. And like every like four minutes. I would like just run real fast and punch and then leave. And then I would be declared the winner over one of the greatest uh, welterweights of in all time. In a field. I like that we have this very large field. And Big you're, field. You're making, you can, I can't even, in, in one hour, I can't even catch you one time. Ben, in medieval times, this is how it was done. This is how it was settled. There no, was no. I don't think so. You, you didn't have this little cage time. that you could lock, this little confined thing. That's not oh how true God. warriors engage. Yeah. Well, I will have. Uh, What's the weapon called, guys? I'm blanking on it. I wish it would have been much better if I could have thought of it right away. Bow the staff? weapon where it's it's the metal post. Nope, nope. Metal Nunchucks. post. And it's got some chains. And then at the end of it, a it's mace. got the metal ball. Yeah. With the I would spikes. get you a mace. Yes, I, I would hit you with Oh, you mace. get a mace? Okay, then I get a... Hey, one uh, time? I get, I get a taser then. <laughs> since you're picking a fight, you don't have that in medieval times. Since you're picking a fight, Christian Piles, you'd be like a sorcerer if you had a taser in medieval times because they'd be like, wait, how does that do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I have a wand. <laughs> they, would just, they would burn you at the stake. Um, but one time in high school, he convinced this kid on the wrestling team that the word for that weapon that I was told, the mace, 
the word for that weapon was cadaver. And we're like, that is such a badass nickname. You should be the cadaver. <laughs> and he went with it. And for the whole year, his nickname was the cadaver. Wow. And it was so funny because he got bit like every match. Well, I think that makes sense because a cadaver is like a, a dead body that you do scientific yes, research on. It's just yes, lay there. we told him. But he thought it was a medieval weapon. Oh, my God. So he literally like <laughs> he really filled the role well. <laughs> that's hilarious what a beast oh, oh my yeah. god so funny i haven't thought about that in years <laughs> yeah that's 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 awesome all right oh man we had too much fun today too much fun it should be illegal but it's not so don't try to shut us down haters hey tomorrow hey. we're gonna do our picks and be on the lookout because everybody at home can do picks as well Ooh. really to make them you public yet Yep, it, it's not out yet, but it will be by the time the show starts tomorrow. So it's going to be us first to public. Wow. Well, good luck. Go. Let's do it. Also, I'm I hope calling... I get some competition finally. I'm tired of just destroying you guys. Oh, whatever. Well, you know we have to restart because it's our record against the public and they didn't get a no, uh, work. We're continuing. We're no, continuing. Sorry, uh, we have to uh, restart. Also, you made those lines, so look at what uh, bias. Also, <laughs> I'm calling for the public to call in. Leave some, uh, maybe, maybe some of your own Monday headlines or some outrageous Boy, takes no. or anything. Your thoughts on Iowa, Penn State, Iowa State upset in Wisconsin, whatever. But call yeah. in the phone number. It's in the description. It's five one five five zero nine five zero seven one. All right, that's the number. Thank you guys so much. Thanks to Shane. Guys, have a good day. Thanks you too. See you next week, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Happy Wednesday. He's gone. All clear. Good show. Yup. So the best way to to like run it back, you mean? sending it out yeah and i have to look into that for like a dump Uh, i'm not sure how other places that do online streaming handle that oh